Sleeper and 32-bit nation. <laughs> it is your boy Nat alongside the number one Australian analyst. Sheehan, how you doing over there? I'm, I'm doing all right. We're recording a day earlier than we usually do, so this is you know everything strange and foreign to me. But um, let me uh, let me ask you a question off the top here. Are you familiar okay. with a product called a Windy? A Windy? No, I am not. Oh, just you know, it's, oh, you know, the product's called the Windy, Windy, the Windy. windy so I, I gotta Google this. The the Windy is it W so I I guess no. It's I... um, it's a piece of plastic, probably about five inches long. Five inches and, is long. Uh, it it is, and sort of the one end of it is is sort of long and thin and the other end of it is a little bit thick it looks like a silencer for a gun kind of Uh, Um, and the 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 purpose of this is to um essentially if you've got a gassy baby you put it into into the baby's bum yeah i'm interested and according to the packet Within a couple of seconds, you're supposed to hear this whistle of like a fart, <laughs> essentially, be, being eased out of it. Uh-huh. And, you know, then you've got a happy baby straight away. So um, young Fred has been a little bit gassy. Oh, okay. And uh, last week, we were like, oh, he's in, you know, his, his tum's really hard. We've, we've gone through everything. Break glass in emergency. We're going to use one of these. We've got a bunch of them. Um from people at a, our baby shower, uh, who who all swear by how effective it is. So, you know, it got out of the Vaseline, lubed up the tip, Ooh. and like, sounds like he li- lifted his legs okay. and okay. you know inserted this kind of plastic thing into his ass. Interesting. And um, you know, he's it, it it's a it's a two man job as a because you need one person to kind of calm him down and the other person sort of stands there with the um, with the product in hand, you know, ready to, I guess, I guess support it. Because you don't, you don't want him to, like, collapse and then breaks off in his bum and then you've got a whole other issue. <laughs> so I'm standing there with this thing in my head. And <clears throat> kind of looking off into nothingness and, like, counting in my head how long, because, like, a couple of seconds passed and still nothing and, like, Said, yeah, was that the whistle? Dunno, left it. And I looked down, and there was this thick brown yellow sludge tipping out the end of this little plastic <laughs> piping, just slowly running, flow, not like quickly, but just 
like a like a nuclear waste in a cartoon dripping out of him into the nappy and it was one of generally like it, it smells like most breastfed babies their, their poo doesn't smell but for whatever reason this had like a horrible smell to it because i guess it was just straight out into vaguely where my nose was um it was a horrible color it was just disgusting i was holding it and i could feel that that is essentially my fantasy week this week you know there was a really long build-up i was hoping for uh like a like a large <laughs> release of guests from his intestines but no that, I was... That, was, that was further that was the furthest thing from what i expected yeah, no, that's what we were hoping for too. Like you hear the the little whistle, and then all of a sudden he's like, "Oh, this is this is great." No, it was this shitty piece of plastic, and I mean, he was happier after it. Don't get me wrong. And that, that, that's the moral um, of the story. I was just about to ask. You know that that that's the that's the purpose. You know, he, he was better. It, it's the issue's not been been alleviated entirely. We're working through some other options there. Uh, and as I said to you before we came on in, the reason we're doing this early is because I'm awake. Because uh, the boy just blew out his nappy, um, and it, it required sort of again a two-man cleanup job. Um, but it, yeah, that's. I mean, this is this is my life, cleaning up shit and being shit at fantasy at the moment. Well, I just won my fantasy week because Eckler. I mean, sorry, DeAndre Swift outscored Travis Kelsey, so I'm pretty happy. Um, that was my week. Bang. Well, mm-hmm, that's. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, I held on for a win in my family in my family league, which I needed to do. I needed to stop the uh, stop the rot there. I won, won another one that, to put me ahead of the ledger in that league, but rough week. I ne- I nearly had my score doubled in one of them. Just a tough a tough old week for for your boy here. If in the chat for the homie, and well, a thumbs up in the chat for the boy Fred. Because he now doesn't have poop in his system, which is so is a good thing. So when it, whenever the baby's crying, have you ever done the throw a packet of cheese at him yet? No, obviously not. Why not? I, I, I've tried literally everything else. What the do you mean? The latest has been... Um, you tried, tried literally, literally everything. Um, uh you know, there's all these different poses where you're supposed to just put put him into it. Oh, the instantly calms your baby. No, he hates that even more. The only thing that seems to calm him at the moment is making weird sounds. No, here, because here, I'm going to send you a video. Pause. This is what you have to do. The fact that you haven't tried this screaming. yet. The fact that you haven't tried this yet. We'll watch it together. Now, Naeem could he he could watch it too, and the editor he could decide whether he wants to keep this in. But the fact that you haven't tried this yet. Tell me when you're about to hit play. Do I put, do I put, I've, I'm hit, I've hit play now. I put the cheese on the baby's head. Yes. It may, every single, it's guaranteed to work. Guaranteed. You have a, guaranteed. I mean. Guaranteed. This is not, I mean, we, we don't really have this sort of cheese. Figure in it fact, out. Nowhere in the world. Figure it out. All right. If you have, like, get colonized. It works. See, Jesus Christ. See, it's. It, I think it's. It's. It's the shock of it. I think for them. No, oh, they weren't crying that one, but. No. And then they eat the cheese. <laughs> I mean, they, these kids are all a little bit older. 
It doesn't matter. Stop, stop, uh, not this, stop making not excuses. This one. Look, there's a baby one. Look, this one just came out of the womb. <laughs> see, see, this, see, this, see. This could genuinely be an option. Genuinely be an option. This this should have been your first option. <laughs> I'm sorry, I don't live my life on TikTok. I, well, I don't have I'm TikTok, a... but like you should have known this trend. Like when. You, this is this is in none of the manuals. But in, anyway, should we uh, should we talk some fantasy uh, football? I'm a little more interested about the cheese, but so yeah. So can you can you record it and then show me how there how it works? If I'm allowed to do it, there, I will. Uh, I, I honestly, record. like at this point, with how little sleep you and your wife has gotten, I feel like if you show her this video and she doesn't say yes, then maybe you just aren't meant for it to be parents. How about I send it to her now and see what okay. she says. Oh no, you can probably hear that through the microphone. <laughs> um, yeah, for for any parent uh, out there that's struggling with a crying baby, just just YouTube making kids stop crying by throwing cheese at them. And you, you'll find a thousand, hundreds and thousands of videos, multiple minutes long, and just compilations of parents throwing cheese at their babies while they're crying. And all of a sudden, they just, they just magically stop. I don't know what happens or why, but it's science. You know, you throw a piece of cold cheese at them, and then all of a sudden, like, it's just natural. Like, have you, Sheehan, have you ever cried while having cheese on your face? I've exactly. Exactly. So face. you can't disprove it. You can't cry while having cheese on your face. That's true. That's absolutely true. You've been in a food no, fight. No, I have not. No, me neither. I'd, I was led to believe they'd be more prevalent. Anyway, justifiable anyway. overreactions? Let's do it. This is the worst week for injuries in history. Uh, okay, so Joey Burrow got hurt. Um, I'm lumping Watson in this week as Deshaun well. Sean Watson, okay, don't really care for him. Mark, Mark Andrews. Andrews, okay, that's up there. Well, I mean, it's it's going to be a tough recovery for Watson if you can't find anyone to massage yeah, his shoulder. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I'm sure he'll find somebody. Uh, Taylor Rapp, not Don't fantasy care, relevant, yeah. but nasty yeah. injury. Deonta Foreman, yeah. what happened to him? He he's been pre- he's been pretty good. Uh, ankle did not okay. return. All right, we'll see. All right, Aaron yeah. Jones possibly season. Um, Joey Bosa. Well, what what happened with him? I know uh, he was carted off the field. What's the status for him? Crying like a bitch. <laughs> uh, someone. I I fucking hate the Bosas. Please don't actually. I hate I hate Bosa the Bosa Both of these nuts. Um Cooper yeah, yeah, Cup yeah. ankle injury poss- possibly season, uh or at least a couple of weeks. Puka's day to day with a shoulder. Uh Devon A chain into the game and then out of it, like the Grandpa Simpson yeah. meme. Um Darius Slayton, you can argue whether that's fantasy relevant or not. Zach Wilson, you benched not big shit's not an injury, I suppose. Um, Depends who you ask. Gino left the game, and uh, that probably cost the team. Ken Walker. Ripperino for him. Um, Sam Howell got his bell rung, came back in. That's true. There's a lot of injuries, a lot of quarterback injuries. Of course, we could talk to Joe, Joe, Joey Burrow. Yeah, I think that's probably a good one to start because, like, you look at it, Cooper Cup. That's a fantasy issue. Big one. It's a fantasy issue for Stafford. It's it's good for for Puka. Aaron Jones makes that Packers offense better. Jalen Reed's been really good. He's probably the only startable piece there anyway. 
with no Jones, you're probably looking at AJ Dillon, and, and he might be a movable piece. But like, no Burrow downgrades that entire offense. Yeah, and it's not no slight on Browning, the World War II machine gun, but he's not Joe Burrow, and it doesn't matter how good he is; he could be good. He's not Joe Burrow, so it's going to be a downgrade. Yeah, and you know, it just adds adds to my my ever long season victory lap that should have just taken McCaffrey 101 and not Justin Jefferson or Jamar Chase or Austin Eckler. I mean, McCaffrey could have easily been. Yeah. Yes. At any point. And that, that's the, that's the, the thing I suppose. Like, uh, this, you know, without, without Barry, you lose Chase. He, Higgins is down, you know, Chase is downgraded. Higgins is downgraded. Mixon's probably downgraded. We know Mark Andrews, Lamar Jackson, I think is downgraded. That offense is downgraded because he's such a critical part yeah. of it. Um, but you know who will get an uptick? And it might be weird for me to say it. it actually might be like, because I've been dogging on this player for a very long time. Rashad Bateman might get an uptick. He might have yeah. to. Because I think um, Odell left the yeah, game as well. Yeah, he did a shoulder injury. injury. I don't know how the, the seriousness of it. Of course, we have... Just to remind everybody, recording this on a Monday, so injury reports have not came out. So by the time you listen to this, there might be a more clarified report. And as of right now, um, you know Odell he left the game. Did I don't think he returned because of his shoulder. Um, Rashad Bateman did have a touchdown that game. As soon as Mark Andrews left, uh, he's going to yeah. probably play the possession receiver role, considering he is a possession receiver. Everybody yeah. else, like like you mentioned. There are going to be downgrades. You know, Jamar Chase, while he is an elite talent, um, I think one of the big arguments that had to be said when you're drafting next year is that, you know, um, like, a, like for example, a wide receiver, they need a lot of things to go right for them to catch a pass. You know, like good offensive. First, the play call has to be to them, supposedly. Offensive line has to hold up. Quarterback has to see it make a proper throw. you got to catch it. And then after that, you know, you're going you're gonna to excel with the yards because you get the catch and the yards if you're in PPR. But the running back, you know, it's just have a halfway decent old lineman and just hit the hole and pick up half point five, and then rinse and repeat. But, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's too, it's too late. It's too late. I, I'm too tired, and it's at no point in the season to discuss the merits of zero RB versus a heavy RB. Um, but obviously we're going to come yeah. back to it just because you and I fundamentally disagree yes. on it and because we'll run out of topics to talk about over the offseason. Um, Tyreek Hill as well left the game with a hand injury, came mm-hmm. back and, mm-hmm. you know, had still a pretty good game. But that's the sort of thing that might show yeah. up. The Raiders should have won that game. For anybody listening, the Raiders should have won that game. I kind of agree. Yeah. That, that should have been another game where the Dolphins lost to an under 500 or over 500 or 500 team. One of the other things that really annoys me about the NFL is, and I think the Bengals are a good example of this. And I suppose to a degree, you can take the Peyton Manning theory if you don't let the backup practice, because if the backup's in, you're fucked and you don't practice fucked. Fair enough. But teams with Super Bowl aspirations need to put more value in their backup quarterback. Because you look at the best backups in the league, they're all... And, and you know, rightly so. They should be competing for starting jobs. Minshew, um, Brissett, uh, Josh Dobbs. 
Um, PJ Walker. Potentially. PJ PJ Walker. Um, But you look, you know, Jake Browning in Cincinnati. This is a team with Super Bowl aspirations. You have Jake Brisket as your, your backup there. You know, he can steer the ship. That might not be the same explosive offense, but he's going to run that offense better than Jake Browning. Like, I, I, I don't get it. I, I don't understand why there's not more value put into that position by teams who... I mean, we saw what the Vikings did with... Um, who's that uh, super religious guy they had a couple years ago? Yes, let's see, there's Tim Tebow, uh, but I don't think that's who you tie. There's Case Keenum. Case mm-hmm. Keenum. Mm-hmm. You know, where's where's he? Where's he? You've got Joe Flacco going to the Browns. He must have have like officially like, retired, retired for that to happen. I don't still so. Cam Newton. Like, oh, Case Keenum. Still Cam Newton. Cam Newton's. Out, I did. I mean, he looked as busted ass as. as he possible. is I mean, washed. Matt Ryan. He is like he. Cam Newton is the dishes. Cam Newton is absolutely yeah. the dishes. Um, but I, I don't know if they don't have them because they don't want locker room controversy or what, but it's just, it doesn't, it doesn't make I sense think to me. The bottom line is that these more experienced players are just going to take up more salary cap that they can't ill afford to do so. And they need to save that either for one, their star players, of course, Joe yep. Burrow probably took the backup quarterback, Budget, assuming he probably wouldn't get hurt, but uh, I mean, uh, this guy I believe Browning he is a rookie, right? Yeah, I mean that's that's why he's there because he's on exactly. What about this then? NFL keep the NFL trade deadline, but you can trade quarterbacks at any point before the playoffs. I'm interested. So you get to this point, there's injuries, and you're like fuck it, we are going to give up a first for Jacoby Brissett or for... I mean, all right, for argument's sake, put Mac Jones in with the Bengals. You know what? I really don't want to see that. You know, as a football (laughs) fan, I feel like it's just a disservice. I'd rather see the Browning rookie. I mean, I I would imagine that Mac is probably better than this kid simply because one of them's a starting quarterback in the NFL and the other one's not. But I think that would be I think that would be an interesting ripple in the league if you could turn around. Like, the Raiders don't want Jimmy G. Hmm. Like, the Bengals go, you know what? We'll, we'll pay up for him. Or um, who, whoever it is, whatever that player is, you go, fuck it, we think we're a live chance at the Super Bowl, bring someone in. And obviously there's issues with you want a guy who knows the playbook, but we've just seen what Dobbs has come in and done. With the right player, I think you can turn. He's the pastor or not. Ryan Ryan Tannehill. There's a perfect example. But is he the is he the pastor or not? Ryan Tannehill. He's not an aerospace engineer who's going to sit there and just learn a playbook like a snap of his fingers. Did you see his dad just looking at the field Sunday Night Football with absolute disgust while he's just running for touchdowns? <laughs> I oh, did God. not. Yeah, his I dad not. just but... sat there and it said, you know, it's like as as I saw as I. Mini side note, you. He just sat there and looked with hair on his head. By the way, he had hair, and the whole time he's like, "Should have been working at NASA. This is embarrassing. What is this? What is this joke <laughs> of a football game? Could have been doing the mathematician stuff, but no." I, 
His his name is apparently Robert, Robert Dobbs, Dobbs, and it annoys me that he doesn't roll with Bob Dobbs as his name. Not gonna. Yeah, I don't even want to look at him because the way he looks at him with disgust, I feel the dis- secondhand disgust looking at me, and I question all my life choices. I went to bed early because of him. <laughs> Classic Bob yeah. Dobbs. Um, but yeah, I, I would like to see quarterbacks tradable all year round. You put Ryan Tannehill on the Bengals or Ryan Tannehill on the Browns, they're immediately more interesting. They're still a contender, a true contender. Fair enough. I can, uh, I can go behind that. Hmm. Yeah, so anyway, that's my point this week. Um, Brandon Staley's not making it to Christmas as Chargers coach. God. I've never seen I've never <clears throat> seen a team look so good and so bad at the same time. There's so many mental mistakes. Like Quentin Johnson, catch a pass. Austin Eckler, how about you not yeah, fumble that... on the one? Drops are Drops an, issue are an issue for Johnson in college. Also, I mean, I was never a big Johnson guy. We talked about it at the time. But yeah, that was... That was not on her. No, that's not on that her. loss. But they've lost five games by less than three points or three. Yeah, points or the less. the inability to win games, win close games, it has become an issue. Making those key key maneuvers that is going to put them in a position to succeed. Because it's oh, it always ends up this way, where we want to sit there and not blame Herbert. But, like, what is the issue at this point? The fact that the defense is allowing twenty eight points minimum per game. The fact that wide receivers can't catch a yeah. pass, there's fumbles. I mean, that is, is a problem, problem. Yeah. with a defensive coach. It is. It, it absolutely is. And then the way the way in the interview, he kind of had that little outburst where he said, it's not on the defense. Okay, well, you just let Jordan Love, who's having the worst um, downslide. He's played two good games in a row. I didn't think Love no, was He that played bad. pretty well. He played well, but I feel like somebody that was struggling <laughs> in an offense that's struggling where – one, Aaron Jones isn't there anymore, and two, the the rest of the receiving core are all rookies against Mac, yeah. uh, you know, Khalil Mack, and that secondary should do better. Mm. They should do better. It's um, Staley is doing his press conferences like a man, like dead man walking. He knows. He knows he's gone. Yeah, he absolutely he does. Uh. Last but not least, the best person to spend Thanksgiving with is Guy Fieri. Nah, I don't. Want, I don't want to see those frosted tips in my dining table. That's terrible, Cole. Huh. That's that's horrible. It, it's it's absolutely correct. He's going to show up. He's going to cook the food. The food's going to no. be incredible. Loves he loves his football. It's just he's, imagine going to his house for Thanksgiving. No, he's going to try to serve me turkey, and not once has turkey ever been good. I, I would imagine he'd, he'd probably like deep fry it. That would be incredible. A turkey, turkey is dry. It's chew. It's un, unswallowable. You just sit there chewing. What about a turkey? A, a big turkey no, drumstick. It's turkey. Eat normal food like a normal person. What do you? What do you eat? Well, you know, I am for everybody that hasn't known yet. I am Palestinian, and while I am Americanized for the most part, uh, uh, my parents still kind of grew up traditionally on that side. We didn't have that traditional. Uh, you know, with the gravy, the pie, the mashed potatoes. The mashed potatoes actually still did happen. Um, and the turkey, we kind of, we did lamb, roasted lamb. Uh, oh, yeah, but roast lambs. Yeah, really. yeah, that's why. I, like, I'm not going to complain, it's lamb. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, no, that's... Uh, 
I, I mean, I'm, I'm kind of with you with turkey. I, I don't mind turkey. I like the leftovers. Yeah. I like making up a gobbler the next day. Like, that's... The sides, you know, I could take or leave some of them, but no, I, don't, I don't mind turkey. I love a big turkey drum. So, too, when... So. Yeah. But la- lamb's a good call. Weird lamb at oh, Easter. God, so video. good. Yeah, but, you know, when you're... When you're at a like a people's house for dinner or barbecue or whatever, you know, when you fill up your plate with food, you could always tell if it's good or not by the way the people sit down and eat it or the way they throw it away. The way they throw away the plate is mm. a big indicator if they liked it or not. Because if they turn the plate over, that means there's still food in there. They didn't like it. But if they just throw the plate in the garbage normally, and that means they enjoyed it because it's empty. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. That's true. And, and people with turkey, that plate's flipped over. I think, yeah, well, it depends. Depends on the, the quality. I feel like I cook a nice bird, but like nice slow roasted lamb, oh, like God. so you can tear it apart. Maybe like like a pomegranate, yeah. like scattered Ooh, over the okay. top of it. Yeah. I'm interested. Like some pomegranate seeds, like, you know, a bit of a dressing. I'm interested. Making gravy out of mm-hmm, the juices. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then usually what my mom does, she Potatoes. cooks rice. And then, well, she also gets ground beef and she'll cook the, cook the ground beef with the rice. So you get ground beef, yeah. rice, and then the lamb. Do you get into that um, that Jordanian dish where it's like the the, the rice and then you like cook then, it and it's like a rice? Yeah, pie. and then you flip the pot over. Yeah, yeah. Yep, yep. Yeah, yeah. yeah this is a Jordanian dish. That looks. Yeah, that it looks is really great. good actually. It is good. Actually, yeah. I had it not long ago. I, keep, yeah, I had it not like just a couple of days ago. My mom made it, but but um, she'll make it. Instead, but you so the typical traditional one is where you cook the lamb inside the rice and then you flip it over. But hmm. my mom likes it with chicken more, so we'll do it with chicken instead of lamb. I don't like how she's disrespecting. The I know. I know. I'm not going to say you're wrong, but you're kind of right. <laughs> yeah, a friend of mine is a friend of mine's uh-huh. Jordanian, mm-hmm. and she is like this the best. It's really good. It is really good. But the problem is, is because my mom does it with chicken, and chicken is significantly more cheaper, a lot less expensive mm. i should say the lamb then takes less time it to takes cook less time well. to cook and then you can kind of repeatedly cook it over and over and especially because you cook the chicken and the rice that means the rice and the chicken they last a little bit longer so that means you can cook a much bigger yeah. uh pot of it and then you can continually have leftovers yeah yeah i i mean i love a biryani yeah, that's that is also l- good. largely the yeah. same concept yeah. anyway good good rice yes, and meat yes talk. i feel like we always have some type of good food bro- talk like we were talking about nuts not long ago that's, that was like a fucking year ago, but I reckon I think about that conversation quite often. There you go. Um, because we're recording at a different okay, time. Okay, listening. Should we do? Should we do? Um, what are we thankful okay. for? Or I'm maybe interested. what are we not thankful for this fantasy season? Why you, you got anything off the? Top? I am thankful for for Tank Dell. Tank Dell has saved me so many times this year i would be nothing without the tank named dell him and cj stroud they are more than welcome to eat my thanksgiving food and leave me hungry i am more than okay with it they can do whatever they want they can trash the house it's okay because they saved me that stack has saved me multiple occasions and i'm very thankful for them on tank dell I um I looked at uh he was one of the the rookies I scouted this offseason mm-hmm. and did like a full deep dive on and wrote my notes up. I put him on Twitter 
um, but didn't really didn't really get any um, didn't really get any traction. That's fine. I'm not out here doing it for um, not out here doing it for uh, for the likes for the retweets. Um, but let, let me read out some of this report okay. that I'm I listening. did. So they, these were his, these were his strengths. You don't end. Uh, I had dynamite in the open field, release and route running, ball tracking. I'd say that stands as stands to reason that they yep. are his strengths. You don't end up with numbers like Dell's without having multiple strings to your bow. Yes, he's athletic, but he knows how to use his speed and balance to get open and to beat defenders in the open field. I'd say we'll clock about a 4-3-2 in the 40, which is more than enough gas to fill the roles that he's likely to play at the next level. You can tell he's spent a lot of time honing the finer points of his receiver craft. His release is effortless and effective without being explosive. Though he hits top speed very quickly and moves through the gears with ease, there's no issues with press coverage. To paraphrase LMFAO, he's speedy and he knows it. He uses the thread of the big play to goad corners into thinking his routes more vertical than they end up being. He stacks his routes better than most at college level. Tracks the ball like a baseball outfielder. You can tell he spent many long hours wearing out people's shoulders on the practice field. His balance to change direction make him a threat to score from anywhere. He's not going to burst through arm tackles like Debo or AJ Brown. His ability to stop on a dime, watch defenders zoom by, reminds me of Kyler Murray. This shows up big in his punt return ability, which is likely his path to NFL snaps. So that was that was my assessment of his strengths, which I think... I'm going to be honest, pretty fucking accurate. Good route runner, yep. good hands, tracks the ball mm-hmm. well deep. Mm-hmm. I think. And this was my ver- my verdict for him, was day three in the NFL draft. I think he was a day three pick. Might have been I think he was two. a day two. Dynasty rookie, Dynasty rookie drafts early third. He went slightly earlier than that because of the draft capital. Tank Dell might be the archetypal, tell me what he can do, not what he can't, player in this class. It's the ideal fit for the Cougar scheme, and they did a great job of finding creative ways to use him, which maximized his strengths, e.g. using him in motion on just about every play versus Cincinnati in 2021 to keep him away from Source Gardner. There will be a dozen offensive minds who watch his who watch his type and fear... <clears throat> should we watch his tape? Come on, Sheehan. you got to edit your work. There will be a dozen offensive minds who watch his tape and feel their blood hurting southwards, thinking about all the ways they can use him in their systems next season, but rarely is that ideal for fantasy points. So I got that wrong. I'd be surprised if he's not at least a punt returner in the league next season, and that skill set often does translate to a productive NFL career, though the gadget-slash-vertical gadget slot types are not always friends for fantasy players. It's worth a dart throw after the second round in your dynasty rookie drafts and in the later rounds of best ball drafts. I think that's pretty fucking That's pretty accurate. good. I like that. Uh, just for clarification, Tank Dell is the nice pick of the draft. There you go. Mm-hmm. There you go. Open. I open this report with built more like a B one series battle droid than a tank. B one series battle droid. I kind of like that one. Hmm. I I think that's right. I missed I missed Tank Dell everywhere, and that was the point of reading that report. Is like I scouted him. I really liked him. Evidently. No, he's way better. I just I don't he, have him in any of my He's way better than a B one battle droid. He's more like a droidica. I mean, he's better than, but he's. He's built like because he's real uh, scrawny. He's small. Yeah, he's five nine. It's bad if I'm taller. It's real bad. Yeah, he's uh, he's not just short, but he's like he's scrawny yeah. as well. But, what? I mean, uh, but if you watch how he gets open, he's just yeah. He's he just kind of reminds me of a Tyree Kill esque type of player where he just kind of zooms right by people, very quick, very shifty. Was able to cut quickly 
with effort, with yeah. with uh, with purpose, which would be the best way to say it. Yes. And, and look at that catch he had just oh before yeah. halftime. Oh yeah, that saved me too, baby. That's that. All right. Who are you thankful for? I'm th- along the same lines. I'm thankful for. Yes. Kukunikula. Yeah, he's up there. These are both. These two are league so maybe, right here. Yeah, and that that's exactly it. He is keeping me in the leagues I had him. I went all in on him uh, after the uh, the first week of waivers, and I'm I'm really really pleased that I did because he has been a backbone of this team. This team. So I'm going to say rookie receivers. I'm oh, thankful yeah. for. But I will put a hat on that Tank Dell conversation. I'm thankful for CJ oh, yeah. Stroud. Because not only has he made Tank Dell a thing, Nico Collins has blown up, and I was all in on him two years ago, or as a rookie, and he has made those shares go through oh, the yeah. roof. Oh yeah, definitely. I mean, right now that offense is through the roof. I do think they may draft a running back. Personally, that's my personal opinion. I think they're going to draft a running back next year, and uh, that running back is going to be a heavily sought out RB. There's a lot of running backs coming out of contract mm-hmm, mm-hmm. this year, I reckon they could be in the market to bring in an established guy. They do have, at least they should, salary cap. I just don't know if they're going to want to spend it yep. on an RB. I think they're going to try to establish maybe a right tackle to Tunso. I mean, yes, they probably, I mean, they need, they need to add to their team. Their team's pretty good. You know, they're, they're getting it done, but they need to mm-hmm. add to it. Uh, I think you take those picks to the draft and you just you don't waste an early pick on a running back. Take a player who has got mm-hmm. yeah, build, continue to build your team because it's not like you're running back away from No, they're pick. definitely not. Like invest your early picks in the trenches where you need the help. Continue to grow that way. Uh, they don't have early picks. No, they traded their pick this year to come up for Hutchinson, didn't they? Not Strad. Hutchinson. Um, Anderson. They did, Will they Anderson. did. He's doing good, though. Well, did they take Anderson and come back? No, no, they took Stratton. Whatever it was. took Stratton and came back for Anderson. Anyway, they could probably afford a right tackle and a running back, to be honest. Was, yeah. But I I would be going to the market for mm-hmm. running back. Yeah. Um, let's see. So rookie receivers are what you're thankful <clears> for. I'm going to be thankful. For, everybody here that's listening should be thanking me. They should be thankful for me. Because I told <laughs> I told everybody that Raheem Oster currently has an ADP of the tenth round. You all will draft him earlier than that, in the ninth, and maybe even the eighth. And you all should be reaping the rewards of that. One hundred percent. I think we should be thankful for Raheem yes. Oster oh, yeah, staying yeah. healthy. Him staying healthy and drafting him with that late of an ADP. Yes. Yeah, I uh, I totally totally agree with that. He has been. I can't think of a player who has been more money when he's been on the field, uh, and just hasn't been able to do it often enough in his career. So I, I'm happy he's been able to string these games together. I really hope he gets through a full yeah, season. Yeah, a full season, and more importantly, um, signi- not significant but useful usage. Where where he's used has an impact in the red zone, potentially the passing game. I wish they would use him more in the passing game. Uh, outside zones where he's just he's just elect. Not the problem is is when you watch him run, he doesn't do anything special. He's not like electric where he's juking people, faking people out, but he's just like efficient. 
perfect yeah. scheme fit. Perfect scheme fit. Hit, hits the hole like he has great vision. Hits the hole at speed. Makes he's a great decision maker. Um, I would say you know circling back to those tank deal scouting notes. I'm a pretty good scout of a receiver. I am ter- terrible at scouting running backs, uh, but he does things that I like to see in a in a running back. He sets up his blocks. Oh, he waits for his blocks to set up. Sets up players in the open field. I was watching Jerome Ford run on the weekend and couldn't believe how many holes he missed. Yeah. There's a reason why he is the backup to Nick Chubb. And there's a reason why Kareem Hunt is still taking a significant amount of his carries. There was one where, like, if he makes the right decision, makes the right cut as soon as he has the ball, he scores. Instead, he ran into his offensive Reminds line. me of... Uh, what's Richard? Yeah, Richardson. Richardson. He just used to run into the fucking offensive line. He hated the offensive line. He re- he really hated them, <laughs> the way he just would attack them, which I thought was funny. But He he hated them so bad he wanted to be them, which is why he spent well, all I mean, his time there. I am, I'm thankful for Keenan Allen. Oh, that's a good one. That's a good one. Because I feel like for a lot of his career, Keenan Allen has been mentioned in the same breath as players he has not performed as well as. And I like Keenan Allen. I like his bald head. I like his beard. I love his route running. He's a very, very good NFL player. In fact, I wouldn't say he's very, very good. I'd say he's a very good NFL player. But I love the fact that um, Kellen Moore has come in this year and he has unleashed him at a number of different levels. He's not just running short routes. He's not just running slants. He is getting open down the field. He is making plays. And he is performing in the same breath as those guys he's been mentioned with. Now, I don't think he's ever being a top receiver like he wasn't in the same class as uh julio jones or i think he probably overlapped with megatron a little bit certainly not in that class even aj green antonio brown he probably wasn't there at level he was always that kind of level or two below uh i would you know he was michael crabtree was probably below him to be fair mm-hmm. um I, I, I like an anquan bolden Good player, great player, but you know, then he's not nudging the Hall of Fame. Uh, and I love the fact that he's having this late career uh, renaissance, albeit on a, a team that should be doing much better than they are. I mean, he he has had a, a couple of drops. I hit his face mask last week. I mean, he. <laughs> but he. Well, he he has been, uh, like you mentioned, a phenomenal type of fantasy football player. The way he just garners receptions. And yards after catch and touchdowns, he is a touchdown magnet in the red zone. As a, as I am very yeah. salty, I did not draft him in one of my leagues. Thank. Yeah. I think that's fine though. I think it's okay to miss on him because this hasn't been the player he's been. He's been a very good player, but you look at him and you're like, nah, not Keenan Allen. I like Keenan Allen. I like I know, him as I well. Like him. You know who I'm thankful for. <laughs> definitely not mike williams let's go baby aha once again maybe i'm right he's trash get rid of him should have never had him he got injured send him to the shadow he was playing good football Doesn't before matter. he got injured he's injured this is it's exactly what he does has one phenomenal game he's not in your starting lineup <laughs> and then guess what when you want to put him in your channel he gets hurt that's what he does that's what he does or he just disappears that's what he does definition of mike williams washed he is quite literally the dishes anyway Someone's going to overpay for him to be probably a one ain't next nothing. year. Ain't nobody paying him. I guarantee you. Like He's going to have to re-sign with the Chargers on a very cheap deal where he's just going to fizzle out. 
and then he's gonna i think he's gonna go he i would like to see him paired with kylo murray i think that would be you know what i hope he does go because i don't think it'll work out (laughs) what else you got for me what else you thankful for and then once we will do one more each and then we'll do what are you not thankful? uh i'm thankful for mike evans because he's just been absolutely dominating and killing it and he's just he you know the problem is with him he's he's boring he was boring to have on your fantasy team. It's it's not like you're sitting there like, oh, my God, I got Mike Evans. Like, oh, I'm guaranteed a thousand yard season and maybe 10 touchdowns. That's boring. Nobody wants that. And all of a sudden, guess what he's doing already? Almost 800 yards, 780 with seven touchdowns. Come on. He's killing it. Absolutely killing it for the person that and I'm looking. I'm kind of looking back at one of the, my leagues. And right now I'm looking. He was drafted in the. Shoot, I was just looking at it. Um, 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 he, he was drafted in the seventh round, mid-seventh round in a league. And you're sitting there mm. telling me you were getting probably wide receiver one production out of him right now. High, maybe, maybe not complete high-end wide receiver, like low-end wide receiver one production out of him. Like right now, I'm looking at wide receivers wow. that got taken before him. Darren Waller, Jerry Judy, Chris Godwin, Gabriel Davis. Oh, Gabe Davis with his big fucking yeah. egg this week. Terry McLaurin, out of all people. I think you, you could be thankful for Dave Canales, the uh, OC for the Bucks. He was OC for the Seahawks yes. last year. Made Geno worthwhile. He's made Baker worthwhile. Um, they're both... I mean, he's playing... He's playing he is. Good, playing I mean, when football. hasn't he? His issue was his hamstring. Making them watchable. And the fact he's just boring to watch. Let's say he's just boring to have on your fantasy team. He's not. It's like it's just like having Keenan Allen on your fantasy team. It's not cool. Yeah. He doesn't no. excite you. He's he's like a he's a foundation yeah, guy. He is, and it's not. It's like having Javante Williams, except Javante won't do it that good. But remember uh, that game with Brady where Evans had like three catches for four yards and three. It was great. Downs? He was on my team. Yeah. Yeah, that was that was quality. Anyway, good yes. for him. I I like the fact that there was so much hype around Chris Godwin. Chris Godwin's a fine fine NFL player, um, but Mike Evans has just held him as bad as like, nah, man, it's still my team. Big bodied receiver will always have opportunities, whether if it's not in between the twenties, it is the red zone because he's a big body receiver. Yeah, he's better than that though. He's better yeah. than most big-bodied receivers because we we see a lot of big guys that just don't, Mike don't get it done. Uh, Mike Williams, good NFL no. player. Um, <laughs> I mean, he's still in the NFL. We see a lot of guys that don't make it that far. Nikhil Harry. That's because he's on Patriots. Oh, hypothetical for you. I got I got one. I got a hypothetical for you, real fast. Side note: hypothetical. I think he's on the Vikings. It doesn't matter. Now. I got a hypothetical for you. Yeah, no, it doesn't matter. So the Patriots right now currently on the third pick in the NFL draft. I believe the third pick. Yes. If they take yep. Marvin Jones Jr., does that guarantee he's a bust? Marvin, Marvin Harrison, Harrison Jr. Jr., sorry. I I know I know where you're going with this. I would be disappointed for them to take him. Because there's no need. Is he is take he going to be a bust? You know what I'd like them to do with that pick? Package up that one. Package up next year's and trade it for Justin. Hill. Is he going to be a bust? If he yes. goes to the Patriots, yeah, probably. Because I mean, no, he's not going to be a bust on the Patriots. It's like saying Garrett Wilson's a bust. Is on the he Jets. a bust? 
No, he's not a bust. Because will you have to reevaluate the way you look at wide receivers? Because even because that means Bill Belichick, who can't scout wide receivers to save his life, thought he was good enough for the team. Does that mean he you have to reevaluate how you look at wide receivers? Because apparently you thought the same thing as Bill Belichick, which would make you wrong. I, or would you, I, like just go the complete opposite of what Bill Belichick does? Let me posit an alternative theory for you is that this is the earliest pick he will have had. And if you have a can't-miss prospect, like theoretically Marvin Harrison Jr. is, I I haven't watched his tape closely enough to know. Um, but if you look and go, well, yeah, he's the number one player on our board. We're going to take him. Like, Is he a bust? Uh, yes or I, no? No. Even if he's on the Patriots. I mean, this is what I'm saying. Is Garrett Wilson a bust on the Jets? Like, I don't... I wouldn't necessarily like the pick, but I don't think he's going to be a bust just because he's on Yes, the but the difference is, is the Patriots aren't the Jets. All right? The Jets have had good wide receivers in the left end. The Patriots don't. Especially with Belichick drafting wide receivers. It just doesn't happen. Especially in early rounds. He, he's... History says I, he's going to be a bust. If he is drafted on the Patriots. Look at the... Look at the guys they bring in. They're not the guys that fit the scheme. And scheme fit is so but important. But he drafts in, them. In, in New England. But the, look at the guys he drafts who are successful. Them. Jacoby... Yeah, I know he drafts them. Like, Julian Edelman, Jacoby Myers have come in. Like, he drafted both of those guys. Not early rounds. Were, were like, they first round picks? Exactly. No, I'm the, talking Edelman, about first round Myers picks. Was under, but, yeah, but what I'm saying is look at the guys that succeed. You need to understand the system. So I don't know if Marvin Harrison is going to be able to learn a playbook. It doesn't matter. Part of this. He is no, he a early round wide receiver, first round wide receiver. But you look at why they've busted is because they've come in. Belichick like, has scouted every single early round wide receiver that he's drafted, and none of them have worked out. If he does it again because and decides get... Marvin Harrison Jr. is the wide receiver that he wants to take, chances are he's doing something wrong. Look at the early round receivers they've drafted, though. Nikhil Harry, athletic specimen. No, he's not. You look at his tape in college. He he absolutely was. You watch his tape. He's big and strong and could, was a jump ball wasn't, receiver. Wasn't his scouting like, report has trouble creating separation? Yeah, that's exactly it. But that, I mean, that was in vogue at the time. Like, we saw plenty of players who were overrated around that time because, like, oh, he's going to win everything, he's going to catch everything. And then after about a year and a half, everyone was like, actually, maybe getting open is more important because you can't get open at college, it's not going to get open in the NFL. Um, the guys they drafted early, and this goes all the way back, they're looking at athletic profile. He profiles like a number one. He has size, he has speed, he has whatever it is, strength. But you don't need those to succeed in the Patriot system. That's what I'm saying is the guys that have been successful are the guys who win with their minds more than their bodies. So I don't know if Marvin Harrison is going to have the capacity to learn the playbook the way they want him to do, to learn the offense the way they want him to do. And if he can't do that, then he will be a bust. But like, if you're looking at the pro, like Nikhil Harry would have been a bust wherever he went. I quite like Tyquan Thornton. I think he's probably got a pretty big future. Uh, Malcolm uh, Malcolm Mitchell was pretty good before he had to re uh, retire due to injury. Like he was also a more cerebral receiver. So yeah, they missed on everybody. They missed on Harry, and the, they missed on Harry, and they should have done better with that. They should have drafted 
AJ Brown or Debo Samuel. I'm sure they had their reasons as to why. But if you look at the guys who were successful, they're the Edelman and Myers, both ex-quarterbacks. Um, they're the guys who think about the game. They look at the field differently. That that's that's the point of all of it. Is like, or they've they've been guys they've brought in because they know they can already do it, and they they've got that. Randy Moss. They brought him in. Was a very very smart. Yeah, they brought him in. Doesn't Randy count. Moss, but I mean, they they scouted him, and he was a very very smart NFL player, and he was successful in that system. And we're talking about sixteen years ago, thereabouts. But he was still successful. Like the guys who are athletic freaks don't do well in that system, and that's absolutely fine. So. If they're drafting Marvin Harrison because they're like, oh, fuck, look at those tools, then he's going to be a bust. If they look at him, they sit down and go, okay, we think this guy reads the field well. Amon Ra St. Brown would be perfect in the Patriots offense because he sees the field that way. You know, it sounds like you're dancing around the words of I'm a bust. Just say he's he's a bust. bust. That's it. Just say if if he's drafted by the Patriots, he's a bust. That's it. End of discussion. He's not a bust. If, If they... If they don't have the quarterback there, then anyone will be a bust. Because they're not going to get the ball to them. That's part of the issue. Is Even with Tom Brady. Juju's Nikhil Harry was a bust Juju has Tom Brady. Terrible, But like, yeah, because Neil, Nikhil Harry was a bust. And I just told yeah, you but why. Because he... The this Patriots evaluated him and scouted him and drafted him. Him and a plethora of other wide receivers. Yeah, but you have to look at why he was a bust. Not it just doesn't he, matter why. Because, because Bell Belichick... If you're going to nope. bust... If you're going to bust with Tom Brady, you are probably going to bust yes, with Eddie. Yes, but he, Bell Belichick, scouted him and made a decision. That means there is something flawed with his decision making because because it's not like it's a one off. It's been multiple instances. But you're also looking at it from a perspective of this is a guy who keeps making the same mistakes, and he's going to do it again, like, right? Like he didn't look at he didn't look at that and then assess that. Hang on, what are we looking for in these players? What are we looking for? in the modern NFL? What are we looking for in the archetypes of the players we're drafting? Like, Belichick the coach makes up for Belichick the GM. I, that, that's absolutely fine. Like, he's not the best drafter of talent that we have ever seen. And it, we've had, we had Brady for so long, and Belichick the coach has covered up a lot of those pitfalls. And we're seeing now that his, as a team builder, he is not very good. Or he is not as good as he could be and he's created this position for himself where he's the only person in that organization and that's a real issue because you have to seek control you have to get outside views to a degree you have to respect other people's opinions no. of things and i think that has limited them that's why they're floundering at the bottom of the table and that's why i'm saying i would rather them trade those picks for justin herbert bring in guys because I don't want him taking Caleb Williams because I don't think he's that good. I don't really love Michael Penix Jr. Or maybe it's Penix Jr. I don't know. But to rule out a guy and just go, oh, well, uh, if, 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 if the Patriots know he's going to be a basket supporter, that's A, that's bad scouting. No, they have B, bad scouting because it always happens with them. We'll, we'll see. I don't think they will take Marvin Harrison Jr. anyway. I think it's a pointless discussion because I don't think they're going to waste an early pick on a skill position player unless it's quarterback. Huh, sounds like you haven't been a Patriots fan long enough. <laughs> I mean, look at the last... With the cornerback uh, last year, they took a, a guard the year before. Kind of a like, bust. Who knows? I think they will probably drive. I think they'll probably trade back a couple of times and take a fucking guard. Like, that's, that's what will happen. 
or they'll take like a a, a five technique defensive tackle. Yeah, he's going to be a bust. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, guys. I'm sorry, boys. Sorry, everybody listening. Marvin Harrison Jr. on the Patriots. Bust. There you go, boys. We'll, yeah. we'll see how he goes. I really wanted them to draft Jordan yes. Addison. So um, that uh, the past... Um, sorry, boys. The past 15 minutes was Sheehan dancing around the fact that he's going to be a bust. <laughs> let's, let's wait and see As I, say, I don't think the Patriots are going to take him anyway so. uh, I, I saw that I thought about that today and I was like you know what let me save this I actually wrote it down I, was, I wrote it in my notes I was like alright make sure to ask Ian about this I, I saw it on X and was like this is the most like low hanging fruit that's correct like engagement farming bullshit is what that's, I thought it and the, pro- the problem is get it because the manager terrible um anyway anyway <laughs> uh i'm thankful i'm thankful i'm thankful for the new york jets uh because they are a laughing stock of the nfl no matter how bad the patriots season going i can still look at the jets and be glad that i am not a Jets supporter i can i can laugh at what they've done with zach wilson i don't laugh about aaron Rodgers getting injured because like that sucks they would have been a fun team to watch with him and you know, the guy's getting towards the end of his career and you don't want him to go out like this. Um, but yeah, I like that they suck. I like that they can't get out of their own way. Um, and I'm fine with that. I like that their owner has too much power and his name's Woody Johnson, which is just inherently what fun. What a pimp. Nice. I'm thankful yeah. for the random statistics that you can use to randomly justify your opinions. Like one, like me with Belichick being trash at drafting wide receivers and that Marvin Harrison Jr. is going to be a trash wide receiver if he's drafted on the Patriots, but I got another one for you when it comes to wide receivers. Hmm. So right now I got a list of a lot of early round receivers that I'd like to read to you that were traded before the end of their first contract. Mm -hmm. Yes. Like for example, like AJ Brown and we, we can decide because usually, you know, if they get traded before their first contract ends, usually that means there's an issue, right? Whether it's a personality talent um, scheme system, all that, yada yada yada. Yeah, they yes, get paid. yes, or they want to get paid. So I'm going to list you, to, and then we're going to find out if uh, basically if it happens, it's a death sentence for the wide receiver. So right now, I'm gonna I'm gonna um, skip a little bit just because some of the names are really old. Because Sammy Watkins and Brandon Cooks are on the list. Do you remember Doro Green Beckham, by the way? I do remember Dorian Beckham. I also like that there's now Dorian Thompson yeah. Robinson. I don't know if this is a you have a hyphenated surname if your name starts with Doria mm-hmm. in the mm-hmm. NFL. All right, so let's let's start off with Josh Gordon. Traded before his wide receiver contract ended, and uh, well, I mean, he kind of definitely did fizzle out. Amari Cooper traded to the. You could say he yeah, fled to yeah. Amari Cooper he was traded to get paid by the Cowboys. Yep, Still a good wide receiver. Uh, Zay Jones, uh, in my opinion, he's kind of a bust. Or not a bust, but he's just not I'm, fantasy relevant. I I guess there's two... There's two elements to this, I would say, that are worth noting. You've got players, player-driven trades, let's say. Like players who want to get out and get paid. And then you've got oh, shit, we need a receiver. Give us Zay Jones for a sixth rounder. 
Yeah, but usually he's bad if you do that. Yeah, so it's like to my my point being, it's hard to lump them in together as like, well, all receivers who get traded before their first contract are good slash bad because there's trading going on for a variety. Yes, of but reasons. usually they trade him specifically if if they are traded before the first contract ends. It is especially high profile first round, second round receivers. It's because either one they're trash, mm-hmm. two they're going for a contract mm-hmm. extension that the team can't currently afford. Josh Gordon, no, he was not traded because of his first contract that they could not afford resigning him. He was just bad. Yeah. All right, off field issues that made him bad. Amari Cooper, he wanted the contract extension. They couldn't afford it. Zay Jones, they could not. It wasn't they couldn't afford a contract extension. They just didn't feel like they needed him. AKA, he was bad. Wait, wait, was he at the Bills yeah. to start with? I think it was no, the Bills. He was. Bills. Or was he on the. He was no, on the Bills was, at some point. Right. He was on the. He was on the Raiders yeah, after at some that. point, and then now they... He just didn't, didn't crack it. He didn't crack it anywhere he went. I reckon they would love to have him now as their wide receiver 2-3. No. He's trash. He is a two-catches, 30-yards type of player. <laughs> Anthony Miller. Yeah, I remember him. People like the, um, the metrics loved him because he had enormous hands, and that was the... Basically, there's a whole bunch of metrics that you want to look at on how to predict wide receiver success. And the only kind of soft correlation people found over whatever time it was was that hand size had a big thing to do with it. And his hands were so big, they were off the charts. And he was quite good that end of his first rookie season, but then he just never did anything. I don't remember him much. A.J. Brown. Of course, he was drafted or he was traded for a contract extension. Marquise Brown was also traded for a contract extension. Uh, but the, yeah, I reckon part of that was yeah, culture at the same well. time. He didn't. He, they didn't like yeah, his. Drops. He didn't want to be a Raven. I don't blame him. I would want. I wouldn't yeah. want to be one as a wide receiver one either. Brian Edwards. Yeah. Yeah, he was just trash. Yeah, on um, he was another metrics guy for the yep. Raiders. Trash. Nikhil Harry, of course, trash. Also drafted by the Patriots. Yep. So. Metrics, metrics guy. trash. JJ White Another metrics guy in that same draft as um, Harry. So you had Nikhil Harry, Hakeem Butler, JJ Ortega Whiteside, and all of them were jump ball guys in college. And basically, based on that archetype, um, teams have gone a different way with their scouting because of it. They they were the three. Oh my god, he wins everything in college, but he can't get open. Trash. Those those three. He guys. who must not be named. Trash. Trash. Dogwater. Playing running back now. Jalen Rieger. Trash. Now the Patriots. Yeah, trash. I mean, see? See, that's another thing. Bel Belichick looked at him and he was like, yeah, he, we could use him. He's be good on our team. See? Another. Another. I mean, he's not, he's not been the worst receiver. It doesn't, that doesn't help. That doesn't trash. help. Like, he doesn't have much to, to go off. Trash. Just for, for, further proves my point. Trash. Yes. Kadarius Johnny. It was the latest one. Yeah. They cult- culture. culture, cultural yeah. fit. He he didn't want to be there. <laughs> Do you blame him? It's the Giants. Come on. No. Yeah. So he typically, unless it's a to get a contract extension, if a wide receiver gets traded before his rookie contract ends, they're trash. Hmm. And they fizzle out. Yeah, I don't. I, fizzle I, out financially. I mean, of course. Uh, there's now Elijah Moore. This list is a little bit older. Sorry, I interrupted you. Uh, Elijah Moore's on that list now, but. Uh, uh, yeah, he's 
Meh. So, Tyreek Hill is kind of vaguely yeah, on He got list. traded for a contract he got extension. Traded around the t- yeah, yeah. That, that's what I mean. Yeah, that's what I mean. Is he got traded for that extension? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, there was. You could probably say that yeah, about most Mar- players. Marvin like, Mims. Unless they, if they're not true. Uh, Marvin Mims. Mims. I forgot. No. Denzel, Denzel Mims, yeah. Mims. Marvin Mims is still trash. Yeah, I, I, I kind of still believe in it. I still believe in Elijah Moore personally as well, but uh, history says he's trash. Yes. Yeah, I. I think if we went through and and properly picked over that list, looking at who got traded just because they weren't good versus who got traded for a cultural reason, then you'd, you'd probably go, yeah, yeah, all right, they're the three tiers. No one's being traded from being bad and then goes to being good. Exactly. No, that never happens. I I would say the, the best example of that is Zay Jones. And it's not like he's been good. He's gone from bad to, I guess, passable in a bye week. Trash. Certainly last year. And he was okay on the Raiders as well he's I mean he's buried this year and he can't stop dropping the fucking ball and he's not beating up his mum was it Zay Jones that did that um yeah oh yeah, yeah that's right what a G week. what a pimp actually never mind I take back everything I said about it what a pimp what a real one I'm drafting him first next year cause he beat up his mum as he should she probably didn't make him enough I think food for Thanksgiving maybe maybe made him the, the rice and Chicken, oh, so um, I'm going to say one thing I'm not thankful for. The New Orleans uh, okay. Saints. Fair enough. Yeah, honestly. The most boring waste of time team yeah, in the NFL. misspelled Patriots. They have... All, I mean, they have a pretty good brand. Black and gold, that's strong. The Saints, New Orleans, like all of that sort of stuff. They're just uninteresting. Like, Derek Carr, what are you doing? Michael Thomas, we were big on him. He's been yeah, shit. Now. They're just they're like impossible to watch. And we talked about this with the Patriots last week. You can be bad if you're interesting. The Saints are like they're not bad enough to be bad. They're not interesting enough to be compelling. They just kind of exist. And it's not even pardon me. It's not even like, oh, we're a good franchise, we're a historic franchise. Um, we're always competing. They're just like they're the shit version of the Steelers. In that the Steelers are always kind of there or thereabouts because they've got a good structure, they've got history, they've got Mike Tomlin. The Saints, I don't know, they've just got no identity. They've got absolutely no identity. And they seem convinced that they need to keep running back whatever last remains of Sean Payton are there for almost no relevance whatsoever. Like you bring in Derek Carr, the most milk toast quarterback in the NFL. You can't do anything with Chris Olave, and they've clearly got issues. Michael Thomas, nothing's happening there. You're dumping the ball off to Alvin Kamara 15 times a game, which is fantastic for PPR and half a point PPR. Let's go. It's not compelling. The the only interesting player on their team is Taysom Hill. And I hate him because he's a tight end. So yeah, I'm not thankful for the New Orleans Saints. Fair enough. And that's going to perfectly segue into what I'm not thankful for. I'm not thankful for tight ends. I hate you all. I hope you guys all get ejected out of fantasy football for good. I hope nobody in a competitive league adds you into the lineup. I hope I never have to draft one of you little fucks again. I hate having to decide, do I want to start Cole Komet or Terry McBride? 
I hate having to sit there and go, maybe I'll just start Taysom Hill instead of everybody and hope for the best. Then he puts up half a point. I, 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 I can't. I, I, I hate having to evaluate tight ends. I hate everything about them. I just wish they weren't in fantasy football. We are running out of time on this episode because I need oh, to get to it. But I have. Um, maybe we'll say this for another week. But I'm getting pretty fed up with the fantasy community in general, wanting to make the game, the game of fantasy, easier and less variable. Like, if you take out all the variables, what's the point of playing? Just draft the best lineup and go, this is the predicted lineup. Like, there needs to be variable within that. I know you hate tight ends, and I'm starting to come around to it too, but just, the, I've, I've seen so much shit in the past couple of weeks of like, oh, you should be able to do this, and if there's an injury, you should be able to do that. Just fucking take the good with the bad. Like, it, it's really starting to annoy me. We, could do, we can talk about it. Yeah, like, week. injury variables, I don't like those. Like, let's say you started the player, he's hurt, get over it. Pretty much. Oh, I did this and I should get no, 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 no. Cool. Right. Do you want to do it, get into two minute drill? You can start. I always start. I don't have the list of teams in front of me. I apologize. That's all right. I will okay. start. Do you have the Do you have the thing sent to me? Uh, no, because it's oh, not wow. published yet. Because oh, it comes wow. out on Tuesday. All right. Now I have to go and edit. Um. Actually, I'll tell you what we can do. Instead of doing two minute drill, how about we talk about Oh, hang on. We can't talk about Thanksgiving games because yeah. it might not come out. Um, I, I, I'm looking forward to the, the Thanksgiving games. Sitting down with my food. Lions I'm, Packers. I'll watch that. And then I'm kind of excited for Jets Dolphins on, on Black. I'm Friday. just really glad right. that the Niners or any other team that I'm... I'm not rooting for, by the way. Play on a day hmm. that I can watch Red Zone freely now. If that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's nice. All right, go for it. Your turn. Radio. So, what am I looking forward to this week? Bengals Steelers, the NFC North. What is going on there is an injury curse. Kenny Pickett seems to have avoided it, but he is he is trash. Pat Coran, friend of the show, um, his dad's assessment of Kenny Pickett was he is worse than you led me to believe. I am kind of of a mind with that. I talked last week about how Jordan Addison got him drafted in the first round of the NFL, and I think that he's basically next year going to be this year's Mac Jones. That being said, I think they're going to have enough to hold off the Bengals here, and the Bengals probably have to reassess what they're doing with Jake Browneye after this weekend. Close, low-scoring game, but in an NFC North where anything could happen at this point, this is make or break for the Bengals. Um, game I am super excited to watch another... Uh, divisional game Texans Jags that should be a, a, a real haymaker knock them down bout really like I'm thinking it should be four or five touchdowns per team Trevor Lawrence needs I think a big breakout game we've seen him play some very good football last year he's been kind of underwhelming this year he's just a good solid steady quarterback they need to open up the playbook for him and and let him have a go let him do what he can do we saw him run a bit more on Sunday, which I was calling for last week. Uh, and hopefully that stays with it because they are an interesting team. They've got a, a very good offense. But, like, just take the fucking training wheels off. Take the limiter off the engine. Let him have a go. Um, and I want to see that. I want to see that versus the Texans. I feel like that could potentially be, like, a 70-point a over-under. That should be a lot of offense, not a lot of defense. Finally, last couple of seconds, Giants-Patriots. Ugh, Tommy DeVito, if... 
they cannot beat the Giants. That's like number one pick, surely. This it's just mm-hmm. sad. Mm-hmm. I just kind of want to shout out the Eagles real fast because they have a phenomenal fun game stretch of games where, I mean, one, they're being we're being robbed of a phenomenal Sunday or Monday night football game of the Bills and the Eagles. The fact that that is a one o'clock game Pacific Standard Time is, in my opinion, robbery, because guess what? We're going to watch the Bears and Vikings Monday night instead. Wow, that's so cool. That's so uh, that's, I'm really interested in seeing that. Wow. <laughs> And then right after that, the Eagles, they play the Niners. Again, a one o'clock game. Instead, we get to watch the Bengals-Jaguars. Actually, maybe like when the Mets schedule was making, that would have been a really good game. Not so much anymore. But hey, you know what you could do? You could flex it. Or the Chiefs and the Packers. That's also Sunday night. But you could flex that out. I would highly appreciate it. I think it's a good idea. I'd rather watch those on Sunday night. And then right after that, so three, three weeks in, the Eagles play the Cowboys right after that, which I think is another phenomenal. They have three primetime football games that should be on primetime that aren't on primetime, which I think is a robbery. I think whenever there are playoff matchups, they have to be play, they have to be primetime games over the games that are not playoff matchups. Like there's no way the Bears and the Vikings, maybe the Vikings actually, but there's no way the Bears and the Vikings is like one of those, oh my God, you have to watch it, Sunday Night Football game. I think it's ridiculous. Another moment of where scheduling, I think, needs to be uh, more fluid. And the fact that they haven't flexed out some of these games already is, I think, a travesty. And I really don't want to watch those games on my prime time. And, you know, there are games that you want to watch on Red Zone. And there's games you don't want to watch on Red Zone. Because some games deserve the full drive. Not just the Red Zone or the big plays. The Bills and Eagles deserve the full drives. The Bears and Vikings deserve to be on Red Zone. Because you should only watch that game if something happens in that game. Same with the Rams and Cardinals. That's, you know, one of those classic red zone games. Like, cool. I'm sure interesting stuff is going to happen. But put the Bills and Eagles on until then. So that's my rant. Fair enough. There you go. Good two-minute drill. You got a prognostication for me? Yeah, that they flex an Eagles game in a prime time. <laughs> uh, what if I go? What if we go? Mine last week did not come true because they never uh, come. I, wait, true. I don't remember what mine was. Oh, mine was the the, 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 the Dolphins lose to the Raiders, which actually is, I should have been right. I should have been right. It's close, close yeah. but no cigar. Close only counts with horseshoes and hand grenades. True. Um, nah, I feel like every week I go, there'll be more of this than that. There's only six games. In the early window on Thank on God. Because sometimes, like, the early window of... Uh, I want to go to the Octobox. Yeah, like, Octobox is cool for, like, five seconds. But, like, the problem is, is there's yeah. so much action-filled packed in the morning games. And then the afternoon games are such a dud that it becomes hard watching Red Zone. And it's bad when, during the Red Zone games, that they go and put highlights on on the morning games. Like, they need to have a better balance of that. Hopefully, this is one. Yeah. Um... All right. 200 yards and three touchdowns for Bijan Robinson. 200 yards and three touchdowns. Cool. He's yep. going to be on my bench. Bench Sean Robinson. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm kidding. I would never dare draft him. Yeah. I did try to trade for him, if you recall. Did it work? It did not. Yeah. No. It did not. No. It did All right. Not. 
And I'm kind of disappointed. As you, should, as you should not be, because you didn't miss out on much. No, that's kind of the same. Alrighty. Well, of course, that's going to have to wrap up this episode. Of course, Sheehan, where can everybody find you? Same. All right. Good luck. I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready for us today. Through